We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Home and home. We'll bring on Nick Costos, uh, my longtime buddy, the star of You Better You Bet, 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Here on the radio.com app. Nick, how much did you even hear or know that there was a streaker during the Super Bowl? I, I had no idea. And also, I think she's a tremendous loser. And I kind of wish that I were on it so I could have said that to her, that I think she's a huge loser. So, number one, you had the opportunity to come on with her. So you blew that. Well, Number no, actually, two, I would say it was it was collectively your guys who was like, oh, by the way, we're going to have this interview that you're going to be on. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about, so I don't want to do that. A little heads up would have been nice. I would have done it. But then, like, once I, I saw some of it, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, she gives that rant about changing people's lives. It's like, you have no talent. You jumped over. You, you ran onto the field at the Super Bowl. Like, it was not a humanitarian thing. She's a loser. She's got no fucking talent whatsoever. <laughs> Congratulations. You got your Instagram following. I'll bet you she's never read a fucking book in her life. Could change. You could change your life overnight. Congratulations. You're a fucking criminal, and you've got no fucking talent whatsoever. <laughs> change your life. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. You're, you take your clothes off on social media for a following, and that's great. God bless. She's all about she, – that girl would probably push her grandmother in front of a bus for a million Instagram followers. Oh, you can change your life overnight. Just come out and say what you are. You're a clout chaser. That's what Julia Rose says. I respect Julia Rose for that. This chick wants to come on and be like, oh, yeah. We are, you can, this is like my message to the youth of America. You can change your life if you want to. Get the fuck out. Like, how self-righteous and lacking self-awareness do you have to have to have that be your take on this fucking thing? I mean, get the... Come on. Give me a break. All right, wait a minute. Julia Rose clout chaser. Explain that. What's a clout chaser? Well, like, you're a clout chaser, Connor Ross. Like, whenever, like, Adam Schefter or, like, Rian Rappaport tweets something and you tweet underneath it, you're looking for followers. They're clout chasers. They're always looking for followers on social media. That's what it's all about. That's what she's doing. That's why, that's why she did it. She jumped over for a million Instagram followers. She's looking for clout. Get that exchanging right. lives. So- what what is what is the reading a book thing have to do with it? I love I like oh, in the middle of your rant you said she's probably never read a book. Who gives a shit? Yeah, you're right. That was probably me just kind of taking out my uh, my aggression on on attractive women for never looking at me in my entire life. So that's probably what that was. To be totally is honest, is that what it was? Maybe, maybe no. But in all seriousness, I, I was watching it and I was like, I'm fine with it up until like you can change your life overnight. It's like what did you what did you do? Like you, you, you ran onto the field at the Super Bowl. Like this was not some like grand act. This was not like you didn't cure disease. Like get, get over it. Like I, I just, I mean, to assign that type of importance to something so stupid is, un, is unreal to me. Well, and here's the thing. Like, did she really change her life overnight? Like the picture of her in handcuffs and her nice butt, love it. I'm, I'm, I'm all here for it. That's, that's a good picture. But like, how did she change her life overnight? I, I gotta tell you, I'm, I, I love the show that we do. I love Home and Home, but an eight-minute appearance on Home and Home did not change your life overnight. 
No, I, I didn't even know what happened. I didn't even know there was a streaker at the Super Bowl. I did go to her Instagram page. Good Instagram page. May follow her on Instagram, so it actually may have worked. <laughs> Speaking of it may have worked, did your Super Bowl bets work, Nick? I forget what they were. Um, well, you and I were both on, you are, we both liked the Niners, right? When we did the show on Sunday. So that bet didn't, did I, not didn't work. I didn't know what you liked. I just told you what I liked. I had one unit Niners, one unit over, but as you know, I had two units on the Niners in the first half, getting half Great a bet. point and two units on the under 13 and a half penalties. So once again, I was up for the game in the weekend, up two units, up 26 for the season Everyone bow before the gambling money god known as Ross Tucker. Yeah, no, dude, I, we were actually talking about it, like, even after the game. Um, I loved your bet, your Niners first half bet. Like, that was kind of like when, like, I was – when you were kind of going through your rationale for it on the show on Sunday, I was like, that's – Really strong bet. That's a really good bet. So I think you like you crushed that one. That was that was really well done. Um, so hit the first half under. Um, lost my Jimmy Garoppolo um, under passing yards prop. Won the Mostert um, under rushing yards. Um, lost my Niners bet, but that's really insignificant because that was just a hedge. I had my futures on Kansas City, so I cashed big time there. Um, and then we won big time on some props, including the Demi Lovato national anthem under, which you know. Might have gotten a text on Friday saying, hey, the rehearsal time was a minute 50. Might not have. Over under might have been two minutes and five seconds and uh, might have put a shit ton of money on the under and had a very nervous minute and 50 seconds. But shout out to my girl, Demi Lovato. She the real goat here. So I won more money, Ross, on the under national anthem than I won on any bet the entire football season. That was that was really great. That was the most exciting. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. There's really low limits for that, right? But I mean, I, I, but like, you can bet it at multiple places. Oh, wow. So there's something wrong there. Like, you had inside information. You should be investigated. That. You I should said, have oh, to yeah, go to jail. Illegal, yeah, for an illegal activity. Yeah, they call the Better Business Bureau, have them complain about it. No, but like, there's, it's obviously you're not supposed to have that information, right? Like, what are, what are the rules there? Well, you want to investigate every single person that slammed the under on the national anthem that forced them to take it down off the board and then put it back up two hours later with like 10 seconds shaved off the total? Is that what they did? 100%. I mean, look, this dude, it's all it takes is like one person that's in the stadium watching the rehearsals to be like, okay, this is what it was. Or like the Gatorade, for instance. So like the Gatorade was really funny if anyone was following it. Red got crushed early in the process because like, I don't know, people were like, like Andy Reid had gotten hit with like a red Gatorade bath at some point earlier in the season. And then everyone thought it was going to be purple because, um, to honor Kobe Bryant. And then we had Bill Krakenberger, uh, pro sports better on our show earlier this week. And he was saying that like, he had information that red was on one of the sidelines here. So he deduced that red was on the Niners sideline. Orange was on the Kansas city sideline. So if the Niners had won, the Gatorade would have been red. All it takes is one person at the stadium to text this information out to one person, that one person spreads, and then it hits like wildfire. Like, I don't claim to know anyone that was like actually in that stadium, but through our, our vast you know, tentacles of connections, you know, it's not terribly difficult to find out information like that. For big games like this, like 
no one gives a shit about stuff like this for games that like like you know yeah, yeah, Browns Bengals week four in the NFL regular season. No one cares. But for the Super Bowl, this kind of information does get out there. I actually think like I don't know how long that they're going to be able to like have people bet on shit like this because this information gets out there. It's not like betting on the Oscars is like airtight, right? Because like they're sworn to secrecy. People will get fired if that information gets out there. It's not like that with like the rehearsal of the national anthem at the stadium with like a security guard working there. You know, like it's very easy for him to watch it and be like, okay. This was a minute 50. It's two minutes and five seconds. I'm going to bet the under. All right. So what were the limits on the anthem? It's like a thousand bucks, 2000 bucks. Um, my local book, it was 500 bucks. I can't speak for all books, but my personal local book was a $500 limit. Okay. So you had to go to a bunch of, pl- you went to a bunch of places then. Not like, I mean, I'm not really, I'm kind of risk averse to be totally honest. Even if I feel like something's a lock, I'm not going to bet like a ton on it. Cause I don't want to lose potentially. So like, I don't know. It wasn't like a fucking life changing, extraordinary amount of money, but a, a good amount more that more than I had won on any one bet this entire season. All right. So the Super Bowl odds for next year are already out. Have you placed any bets for any of them? Not not on the Super Bowl for next year, but I can tell you we did a long segment on it last night. Um, some of these win totals are out as well. Um, I like Dallas's win total a lot, man. They're at nine right now. I, I actually think the Cowboys, I still think the Cowboys were the best team in the NFC this year. And the coaching was what held them back. I thought their roster one through 53 was the best. Um, I like Dallas. The win total currently sitting at nine. Um, also... If Tom Brady leaves the Patriots to sign elsewhere, which I don't think is going to happen, but if that happens, I'm taking New England's over win total. It'll probably be like nine. Like, let's say Teddy Bridgewater's their quarterback, just to throw someone out there who's like, you know, potentially it could be if Brady leaves. They won 11 games with Matt Castle in 2008 when Brady tore his ACL. Um, I would look to bet the over on the Patriots, but the Cowboys over is the one that I'm going to feel the best about. San Francisco's total is a 10 and a half. And it's, it's basically identical to what the Rams was last year. I think you have to take the under if you do anything there. And that's not shade at San Francisco, but like that division's good. You know, Seattle's probably not going to be as good in terms of wins and losses, but Russell Wilson's still the quarterback. The Rams, I don't think are going to be great next year, but like they're not terrible by any means. And I think the Cardinals are going to be better next year, year two with Cliff and Kyler, get that defense, you know, a little better, get these young wide receivers like Butler and Isabella up to speed a little bit. So I, I think the Niners, if you're going to bet on them, are going to go under. And I got some XFL thoughts for the for this weekend as well, Ross, if you'd like to get into it. And I got some NBA picks. Whatever you want to do, buddy. Yeah, let's do uh, let's do the uh, NBA because WIP tweeted this morning, would you bet the Sixers plus nine tonight against the Bucks? That was a yeah. big one because of everything going on in Philly right now. Yes, Um. I think we have to bet the Sixers plus nine. And it makes me queasy to say that because they have screwed me and like betters many times recently. So kind of like the profile of this Philly team had been to play up to the level of like elite competition and then play down to the level of really bad competition. So like what we saw in Christmas against Milwaukee was a perfect example of that. And then they'll go lay an egg and like maybe win against a bad team, but only win by like two to four points when they should be blowing bad teams out. So when they went on this road trip, they lost to Atlanta last week. Um, as a big favorite and lost to the Hawks. And we said on You Better, You Bet, okay, that was right before like a, like a road trip which consisted games against Miami, um, which, which we saw obviously you know, um, a couple of days ago on Monday, then Boston, then Milwaukee. So we were looking ahead to being like, okay, Philly just lost to a bad team. Now they're going to play well against the good teams. Well, they go to Miami on Monday. They get their asses handed to them. Then they, uh, then they play, they, uh, they play, who do they play the other night? Boston, get their asses handed to them. So 
Now going against Milwaukee tonight, I feel like everyone's gonna be off the Philly bandwagon. I'm like, they've been really bad, there's infighting. I personally think they should fire Brett Brown because I don't think this team can get over the hump when it really matters most with the way they're constituted now. But this is a spot kind of as a better where you kind of have to close your nose and bet the Sixers here. I actually think the Sixers have a chance to win the game. And I know it sounds crazy. I have nothing to support that other than sports are nuts. The line is ridiculous at nine. It's come down to eight and a half. I think we have to bet the Sixers tonight. I know that I will absolutely be betting Philly tonight because I feel like we are getting value on the point spread with the Sixers, even though they have really, really sucked recently. And I think they need to fire the coach. All right, what about the XFL? Like, a lot of people don't even know the players or the teams. How do you bet the XFL? Well, there's a lot of, like, rule change. It's really, like, kind of like the CFL, right? So we're going to have to see kind of through week one how these – changes kind of manifest itself, right? So for instance, like there's no extra point. You can either t- have a play from the two, the five or the 10 yard line for one, two and three and, and three points. So it's fascinating in that regard, right? So um, the key numbers are gonna get obliterated here. So the numbers three and seven aren't gonna matter as much. There's gonna be a lot more scoring. So like last year in, in the Alliance, you know, we were taking overs in all these games and the market didn't really react to it and all these games were going over. I think that the market is gonna be, uh, because of what happened last year with the Alliance, it's gonna be a little different in that regard. And I actually haven't seen total on any of these games yet for the XFL, but we do have point spreads for the games this weekend. We can kind of, I, I have thoughts on all four games quickly here. So week one coming up this weekend. Seattle's at DC. DC's a six and a half point favorite. So Seattle's head coach is Jim Zorn. So automatically I'm not betting on Seattle. DC's got Cardell Jones as their quarterback. <laughs> Listen, I love Card. I think Cardell Jones like is a borderline NFL backup quarterback, and he'll be starting a quarterback for DC in this game. Um, Pep Hamilton's their coach, and we've seen Pep, you know, recently coordinate NFL offenses, work with you know Jim Harbaugh, both Michigan and Stanford, help tutor Andrew Luck. So I I like DC quite a bit. I think DC's the best team in the XFL. That would be my team to win. So I'm going to lay it with DC against Seattle. Houston's a five point favorite against LA. Here's all you need to know about this game. Josh Johnson is the Wildcats quarterback. Josh Johnson's the best quarterback in the XFL. He was good last year in the NFL with the Redskins. I'll take the five points with Josh Johnson. The Vipers are two and a half or three point favorites at the New York Guardians. Guardians quarterback is uh, Matt McGloin, Ross, one of your buddies from Penn State, who was decent in the NFL when we saw him there. Tampa's got Mark Tressman and his CFL coaching staff. He was a flop in the NFL, in the NFL but a great coach in the CFL. So I think Tampa's going to be good this year. But give me a home underdog week one in the XFL. I'll take my chances there. And St. Louis and Dallas is the last game. St. Louis is probably going to be the worst team in the XFL. They've got the worst odds. Uh, Dallas's coach is Bob Stoops. Um, Hal Mum is the offensive coordinator, one of the inventors and innovators of the air raid offense. Philip Walker is going to start at quarterback for them in this game. Um, it's not going to be um, Landry Jones, the former Oklahoma product, will be their starting quarterback, but he's going to miss week one. Um, St. Louis is terrible. Dallas has got the coaching advantage. I think Dallas has the quarterback advantage as well. So I'd be looking to lay it with Dallas. So again, Dallas, New York, LA, and DC will be my four bets in the XFL this weekend. Got it. Last question, then we're wrapping up the show for today. How would you feel if you were a Red Sox fan? I know there's an issue now with the physical or whatever, the one guy, but how would you feel if the Yankees said, we can't afford our best player like the Red Sox did with Mookie Betts? Honestly, I kind of like, I'm I'm wearing a Yankee hat. Um, I hate the Red Sox. I don't think it was a terrible trade for Boston. Like, they're not contending this year as far as, like, the top of the... Like, they're not contending with the Yankees. Like, it's just not happening. I also think the Twins are better than they are. The Twins are kind of like the the team that no one's talking about here. Like, they signed Josh Donaldson and added Ken to Maeda. They won 100 games last year. They're going to be really good this year. No one's talking about the Minnesota Twins. They're going to win the AL Central. But the Red Sox, like, I think this was actually a good move. Like, they don't have a manager. 
right now after Alex Cora had to step down after all the cheating shit. They're not as good as the Yankees. So Betts is going to be a free agent. He said he wants to hit the market, so there's a chance he's not going to re-sign there. So they added a couple great prospects, including Verdugo, who we've been hearing about literally for years in that Dodgers organization. David Price helped win a World Series already. You shed that payroll, so take your lumps this year. You know, they're not going to win anyway this year. And then you'll reset in the coming years here with all that money that you've got here. And with these prospects, they could even try to sign Mookie Betts back in free agency like the like the, uh, like the the Yankees did with the Roldis Chapman when they traded him to the Cubs and then re-signed him back and got Glaber Torres out of the whole thing. So it kind of pains me to say this. I actually think it was a really good trade for all three teams involved, for the Dodgers, obviously, for the Red Sox, and also for the Minnesota Twins, the under-the-radar um, um, team in that trade. I actually don't hate it for Boston. I don't hate any time you come on the show and bringing you on the show is always a great move. That initial rant on Kelly K was Do you agree epic. with me? That, Do you agree that with me? That is why you were the man. Um, yeah, you know, I guess since I just talked to her, uh, I, I am a little more sympathetic than you are. Like, if she's doing things like that, I wonder about how she got to this point and I, I could psychoanalyze oh, alone. No, now, I, now I feel bad too. No, cause you're right. I won't do that. I, you know, I've got two daughters. So like oh, when I talk right, to someone man. like that, yeah. when I talk to someone like that, I just think, how did we get here? What, what did, what did her dad do wrong? So like, oh, it's just, man. you're in a totally different ball game when you're like me and you've got two daughters. Like my head just goes a million different ways. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. exclusively on the Radio.com app or at Radio.com slash home. Home and Home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.